Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. All women are insatiable. I guarantee it. All women have high libidos and are ravenously sexual. I guarantee it. But Kim, some women just aren't that sexual. But Kim, women have lower sex drives than men. But Kim, sex isn't the most important part of a relationship. To which I say, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. All women are erotically wild with voracious appetites. I guarantee it. Once you unlock and turn them on, they keep on coming. In fact, women have a tremendously higher sexual capacity than men. What happens after a man comes? He passes out. He's down for the count. Game over. What happens after a woman comes? You have simply ignited her fire. And she can and will come again and again and again. Women are naturally multi-orgasmic. They can have 5, 10, 20, 50 orgasms in one encounter. So why don't they? Well, probably because they listen to sexually inexperienced and underfucked OBGYNs and so-called sex coaches and experts and the like who say things like, some women just have low libidos, not all women can orgasm, and other ignorance and lies, to which I say, let them eat clit. Leave them to their cowardly and underfucked lives, and you can traverse the wild and promised land of life-changing, ecstatic, daily, super-fucked-into-oblivion bliss. Another reason might be a woman having a steady stream of premature ejaculating lovers, which, truth be told, is 75-95% to 95% of all men since those are the stats of men who come within 3-5 to five minutes of intercourse. This makes women feel like sex isn't even worth it. And who could blame them? The truth is that when a woman begins to get fucked well and often, whether by her own hand or another, and a cock worthy of taking her to higher places, she becomes, as one of our all-stars has put it, an insatiable sex monster. Mara, our well-fucked all-star you'll hear from later in today's episode, says, I always want a cock deep inside of me. I always want something inside of my vagina. Now I know it's air and food. It's something that you eat, you breathe, and you fuck. 
Ah, spoken like a true, well-fucked woman. One who realizes that her true inner power comes from her awakened and insatiable vagina, which is the natural state of all vaginas. The Taoists have an expression. They say that sexually speaking, men are like fire, quick to ignite and quick to extinguish. Women are like water. They take a while to boil, but once they boil, they can go on forever. <laughs> I often get responses from women as they embark on their well-fucked journeys and they begin to turn on. Their libidos ratchet up to full tilt. Kim, I want to have sex all the time. Is something wrong with me? This always cracks me up because even though it sounds facetious, they are legitimately wondering where did all of this energy come from? Is it normal to want to have sex all the time? Oh yes, welcome to the life of a well-fucked woman and really that of a sexually healthy human. Yes, this is our food, our power source, our nourishment, our rebirthing. This is how it was meant to be, that we tune into this energy daily and we use it to charge ourselves up. If we divorce all moral judgment and shame and taboo and the plethora of conditioning that has been thrust upon us, underneath that we have the purity of our life force energy, our own internal generator that we have access to at all times. So how do we get there? How do we get to this place of wild insatiability? And in particular, for women who have much more restrictions and judgments about being insatiable, about being sexual at all, <laughs> being sensual and living a life of full-bodied, orgasmic, moment-to-moment -moment pleasure, how does she unlock this life force within herself? Well, let's hear it straight from the horse's mouth slash vagina with Mara, today's Well-Fucked All-Star. Well-Fucked All-Star. All right. Welcome, Mara. It's so great to have you here. Thank you. All right. So let's hear your story and evolution of your vaginal enlightenment. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I've mentioned, I feel like all of this started with you, which to me is like so amazing. And it started for me probably like two or three years ago when I first heard you as a guest on someone else's podcast. And I heard you speaking. It was like another sex podcast because I've been interested in like intimacy topics, sex topics for a long time. And I think I was listening to another one and I heard you on it. And when I heard you, I was like, who is this woman? Like she's so much better than all the other stuff that they had been talking about. Like it was more... I don't know, like uh, popular sex stuff, like vibrators and toys and threesomes and that type of thing, which I, you know, I, I think there's a time and a place for everything. And obviously everyone can make their own choice, but I heard you and it just sounded so much better. I was like this, you know, mind blowing connective sex and all these different practices. And I'm really into holistic living and healing. So that angle to it. So then I went to your stuff and just devoured it um, for years. And I would say before that point, I had never really put intention or effort into my sexual journey beyond just what we all feel like we're supposed to do. Like you have sex, hopefully you have an orgasm if you're a woman and 
it's not even the point isn't even ultimately pleasure. Like it's just something that you're doing. It's something that you're doing because you're a woman who is in relation to men and that's what you're supposed to do. And hopefully you get some pleasure out of it. And fast forward to now where I feel like, I mean, my pleasure is paramount. If I'm not having like, mind-blowing pleasure from a sexual encounter something's wrong and I say that to my partner as well and if and if it's not feeling that way I stop like I stop and he kind of annoys him sometimes he's like what's going on but but I stop because it's supposed to be mind-blowing and it can be mind-blowing and it should be I should be incredibly into it I should be screaming I should be you know, just (laughs) dripping like that should be how it is. And so to come from a place where sex, you know, was something I felt like I had to do or was supposed to do and, and wanted to, because I wanted to be connected. I wanted to share intimacy with men, but that was really the extent of it to now where I'm Like, no, this is like food. Like it's like air and food. Like it's something like you eat, you breathe and you fuck. And that can be this nourishing, amazing thing in your life. And it should be that has been just the biggest gap for me and an amazing um, transformation. And yeah, I would say that that domino, the first domino was tipped over when I heard you as a guest on someone else's podcast three years ago. (laughs) Amazing. So walk us through, like you've you've given like a larger picture of where you Mm -hmm. were and where you are now, which is great. How would you describe some of the more specific changes that have happened for you over that three-year period? Totally. Um, So I guess the first thing that comes to mind is kind of the relationship I had with my vagina or the lack thereof, I guess. So I, three years ago, and even two years ago, probably, I had a relationship that felt really disconnected from my vagina, like she was something that was for sex. She was used for sex. And for a man also, not even for me. And I had the experience, which I think is common for many women, where penetrative sex is just not that pleasurable. And it was pleasurable enough that it was something I wanted to do, I wanted to have, but it wasn't, it didn't really feel good now compared to what I know it can feel good. It was mostly performative, mostly for someone else. And I wouldn't say that that was where I really got any pleasure. And I definitely had, I had no relationship with my vagina myself. Like I did not touch the inside of my vagina for pleasure. I don't think ever, like, I don't think I had ever done that because in my mind, I just had the idea that that, that doesn't feel good for women, that that just doesn't feel good for women, that penetrative sex is for men And that the most pleasure a woman can have from sex or like the highest pleasure a woman can have from sex is from a man like touching her um, clitoris. Right. And I'd say that's really 
the message out there in a big way is that it's the clitoris. The clitoris is where the orgasms are. It's about oral sex positions that'll hit your clitoris. If you do decide to have sex, it's still about the clitoris. Like it's true that even within the women's world of whatever, like cheesy sexual advice out there, (laughs) it's still very clitoral oriented and in a way like male oriented Mm -hmm. apart from, yeah, vibrators right? And yeah, which is still right. clitoral oriented. Yeah. And it's, it's like, even I think of just, I think of the way that I used to even interact with myself and like how even like, a, like vibrators, like a, I used to use vibrators all the time with partners even, because to me that made sex so much more pleasurable, which I think just shows how limited the pleasure was. Like the fact that I needed to be having sex with a man and also using three toys in order to achieve what I thought was enough pleasure. Whereas now, like I get that pleasure from a cock. I I only want my partner. That's it. And that is so much more pleasurable. It's a deeper pleasure than what I was experiencing with all this stuff before. But yeah, I feel like I just, I had no relationship to my vagina. I had no relationship to what, what she wanted. No, also no respect for it. Like, I didn't care. I didn't care that she was saying no. I didn't care if she was saying yes. I didn't care. It was just, I was doing what I felt like I had to do or what I felt like someone wanted me to do for their pleasure. Like, if I touched the inside of my vagina, it was because a man wanted me to. It wasn't because that felt good to me. And the idea also that, like, sex was almost, it made me nervous because I thought that it would hurt. And I remember having this idea, like, just like growing up, like when I was in college and first, you know, expanding my sexual horizons and whatnot, being nervous to have sex with men because I thought that it would hurt when they were inside of me. Like if they were deep inside of me, that that was going to hurt. That if they touched my cervix accidentally with their cock, that it would hurt me. And it did. I like I had that belief because it did. It hurt. And so that's like where I started. And which to me is now like it's sad to think about. And it's sad to think that that's where people begin. And I mean, not even where people begin, where a lot of people end. That's where a lot of people are in their sexual journey. And then some of the specific changes that have come about for me are like a first of all my cervix being a source of pleasure like the best feeling that I can have and what I'm constantly asking for my partners I'm like go deep I'm like go deep inside of me like um it's just I use language now that I never used before like I ask him to fuck me deep I ask him to rail me like all these things that I have never like before those things scared me before I was like, please do not fuck me deep. Please do not rail me. Like (laughs) that is going to hurt. And now I'm like, yeah, like I like need to get railed tonight, which is so funny to me, but it's also amazing because I'm like, that now feels good. Like when my partner's making me scream the most is when his cock is deep inside of me and I'm fully open and just gushing and which has improved for me as well I was never like 
I never struggled with dryness. I never was not able to have sex. I feel like I, people would have always considered me like a very healthy sexual person and have always had like, um, an abundant sex life with like caring partners. Like when I'm in relationships, partners that really want me to have wanted to please me, et cetera. And from an outside perspective, or I just feel like from the average perspective or what is accepted as okay in society, people looked at me and thought, whoa, like Mara has a great sex life. Like she has a wonderful sex life. She orgasms when she has sex and like all these things, which to me now it's like pitiful, like, okay, that's, that's nice. But also I was scared to have sex. Also, I didn't, wasn't comfortable with people being deep inside of me. Also, I was talking myself into it. I had to like, even sometimes like imagine things during it. Like, you know, you talk about fantasy and like, that's something that I completely have given up. Like I've given up toys. I've given up fantasy. Like we, I mean, like no lube goes near my vagina. And those are things that I feel amazing about now. And I feel like, yeah, like, it's nice that compared to the average person, people would have thought I had a great sex life. However, I think it's sad that what is considered a good sex life is just not like it's not a good sex life. And compared to now of where I'm like gushing, like when my pussy is wet, she just gushes, just gushes and gushes. And it's amazing. It's her, you know, it's her saying yes. And that I don't need vibration. I don't need these toys. I don't need these crutches. I want a cock deep inside of me. I want something inside of my vagina always. Like the pinnacle of pleasure for me before was probably like a man licking my clitoris. That was probably the like most pleasurable thing I could have experienced. Whereas now, like if that was a 10 for me before, now that's like a three. Like if someone just is licking my clitoris, it's like, they're, they're like tickling me. Like I don't, it's like not, it's hard to even call it pleasure. It can feel pleasurable if they also have their hand inside of me, but if they're just doing that, it's not really pleasure. So going from these things that to me were the best it could be before to now, those things are like weak. Like they're uh, a precursor maybe like just fooling around, if you will. Yeah, that's, I love, I love some of those descriptions that you've put out there. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, you talked about how in the past, you know, it might take you like 15 to 30 minutes of foreplay to become mm -hmm. comfortably wet. And now you're, as you say, you're gushing within minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is true. Like, I mean, 15 to 30 minutes, if I wanted to have sex with that, like if I already wanted to have sex, if I was starting from no arousal, probably longer and lots of things going on. And also like having sex where you're not even completely wet yet. And that obviously is not going to feel good. Whereas now, yeah, it's like, if I want to have sex with my partner, we are going to have sex. And he finds it confusing sometimes too, because he is a wonderful man who wants to make sure I'm ready, who wants me to feel good. And him, I found 
him while uh, like after I found you. So our whole relationship, we've been like working on things that you have said, which is amazing for us. So it's on this, on a, on a good foundation and on a foundation of these, like what I consider to be healthy practices. Like I think your practices are the healthy practices, not the old stuff I used to do that was might be quote unquote healthy. But so it's confusing for him sometimes because he will be trying to um, like ease me into it, warm me up. And sometimes I'll get um, maybe a little frustrated or something. Or, or not frustrated or just stay like, I want a cock. Like, I want you to fuck me. Like, I want you inside of me. And he's like, oh, well, I'm trying to go down on you because that's, you know, nice for a woman, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> like, love the intention, amazing intention. But also I'm, I'm wet. Like, I'm ready for a cock. I'm ready for you to fuck me. And yeah, so it's kind of makes me laugh sometimes because he expects it to take longer or thinks it'll mm-hmm. take longer and is trying to respect that when in reality, like I'm ready, like my pussy's open. She's ready to receive. She's ready, you know, for him to just totally <laughs> penetrate her deeply. And yeah, so that's amazing for me because it also feels amazing to be able to, to be able to receive, to be an open receptacle in that way that it doesn't feel like I need to coax myself to be open. Like I am. And if I'm not, that means something's wrong. If I'm not, that means there's some stuck energy or something that needs to be talked about or something that needs to be worked through. Because if, if there's nothing stuck, I am open. That's, that's how it is. Like I, you know, I'm ready to receive him. I'm ready to receive the universe. Like, yeah. Love it. So tell me about your squirting experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love this. I, um, I did VKF at the very beginning of this year, I guess in the winter. Um, and I, prior to that had squirted one time in my life. I think it was maybe two years ago and I was using a vibrator. haha. And, um, I squirted totally accidentally. It like scared me. I was like, what's happening. It did not feel pleasurable. And I didn't know how it happened. I wasn't trying to make it happen and it never happened again. And then magically I am doing um, vaginal Kung Fu, your course, and like getting into the practices. I think it was on like the second week and magically I'm doing the homework and all of a sudden I squirt and it feels good. And I was like, whoa. And of course it was when my hands were inside my vagina, which as I said, I had never done that before, which to me is mind blowing that I had never in my life put my own fingers inside of my own vagina for my own pleasure. Like to me, that is so mind blowing. Like why would I not have done that? And how unfortunate, like, I feel like with men, like they touch their cock, they're, they're taught to touch their cock. They're taught that it's okay to touch their cock. They're taught that it's good to get to know their cock, to do that. And, and like, yes, that is good to know your own body that way and know, you know, 
your own power and pleasure that way. And then as a woman, we're taught, oh, like, just just rub your clitoris and then like and stay away from your vagina. That's for a man to go into. That's for the man to explore. That's for him to do. And I think that is just so wrong because why, if it's your own body, why wouldn't you be the first person to know it? Why wouldn't you be the person who knows it's best? Why wouldn't you be the person who knows where the pleasure is in it and how to unlock that before anyone else? And I think we should be, but yeah, I wasn't. So yeah, when I started actually touching the inside of my pussy and getting to know her and, you know, like helping her also open, she was so ready and ready to the point where she was just ejaculating. And I think that's like, to me, that was a huge sign. Um, When that first happened, I was like, oh, like something is right. Like some, this feels so good. My pussy is responding. Like she's saying, hell yeah. She's saying, I'm open. I'm ready this is the right place. And also for that to be so pleasurable um, to me, because it, it, it is pleasurable to squirt. And I just, yeah, I think it's so interesting and funny to me because it just, I didn't have to learn how. I didn't have to try. I just had to pay attention to my own body and love her. And she was ready. She wanted to. And yeah, like, to this point where I can, like, I could squirt any time that I wanted to squirt. Like I can squirt any day that I want to squirt. Any time that like, I, she just needs some love and then she can squirt. Like, it's not a big deal. It's not hard to do. It's not something I have to try and make happen. In fact, I feel like when, when I like want to try are the times that she won't. Cause that's like, if you ever try and force anything out of her, I feel like that's when it doesn't happen because it's like, she can't be forced. She has to be loved and taken care of and open and then she'll do the rest. Um, yeah. So that's been amazing for me. Like I love squirting. <laughs> I love that. And you've talked about squirting, like you've been practicing with your jade egg or mm-hmm. self-pleasuring or doing yoni massage and elicit mm-hmm. squirting. So as you're saying, just the acts of showing love and and being an enjoyment within your pussy has, it's like almost her voice. Her voice is yeah. liquids. Her voice is squirting. Her <laughs> voice is gushing lubrication and she just sings. Yeah. It's it, it, like exactly like you said, like after using the jade egg, I've had it happen where like I've, I've, I've use the jade egg and then I feel kind of the build for squirting and then I like will touch the inside of my vagina for like five seconds like just just touch it and she squirts like it's yeah it's not like I have to really even focus on it or build it she's just ready she's so ready for getting this love and it is the like yoni massage and the care and the jade egg and all of that have been I think some of like the most important things for me and really life changing. And because I feel like my whole life, my pussy was just starved for love. And I think, I think probably, you know, 90% of women are, because I don't think most, I don't think 90% of women are doing like a weekly yoni massage. And I think that's what 
we need, whether that's, you know, like my partner gives them to me mostly now, which is amazing. I love that he does that and loves to do that. And I think that's what we need. Like, I think we need a weekly Yoni massage. I think that's what she deserves. How can we expect our pussy to be juicy and gushing and open and this receptive, like, place for all these things for your for your partner for energy all of this if we're not taking care of her and I think we can't we can't expect that from her if we're not taking care of her it's obviously a no so I think these care things like the yoni massage and I did the like the yoni gazing too and just giving her respect giving her like (laughs) I forgot how, how I thought of it like a few weeks into the salon was like she like wants her time in the spotlight. Like she's like been waiting. She's been shoved away. She's been hidden. She's been like, you know, buttoned up in pants and then ignored. And she wants to shine. She wants to be open. She wants to blossom like the flower that she is and all these things. So yeah, that's, um, I guess a message I got from my Yoni during the course was she was like, give me my turn. She was like, it's my turn to be in the spotlight. It's my turn to have attention. It's my turn to like express myself. And, and she's right. Like, I think they, all of our yonis deserve that. I love the way you talk about that. Like the spotlight, she's been hidden away in pants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I just think of that too. Like, just so like, literally like buttoned up, layered, like, don't look at her, hide her. And then just take her out when a man wants to have sex with you. Like how, how rude, how abusive, like that. I Like if I was doing that to a person, like, no, that would not be appropriate at all. So we do that to ourselves, which I think is, yeah, it's not appropriate. Yeah. That's amazing to look at it that way. I really, I really like the way you're talking about that, like really reframing your body and your vagina, especially as yours, where there's such, and especially it sounds like for you, like an other centric um, Mm -hmm. ownership of it, right? Like Mm -hmm. where it's almost not yours, right? It's Mm -hmm. all oriented towards somebody else. Yeah. Um, so what happened with your squirting adventures? Like how much fluid were you emitting and what kind of measures were you required to take? Because this is often <laughs> yeah. part of the narrative when people have prolific squirting experiences. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, so I've had times where I can squirt, like where I've squirted multiple times back to back as well. And it's like, Or I feel like she just needs to keep going until she's done. Where it's like when she starts squirting, I'll like help her. And then she just like keeps squirting as I'm, you know, like inside of her. So just keep squirting and keep squirting until she's done. And it's typically a lot. Like it's it's not like it's not just like when a male ejaculates and there's this like, you know, blub that comes out. It's like just it just keeps going. And it's like can be powerful too. Like what I remember, like one time my partner was like down below me and like I squirted and it's like shooting him in the arm and he's like, whoa, like what's happening? And um, yeah, so it, cause it, it, it's like a, 
it's like when you like put your thumb on a garden hose, you know, and it just sprays It's like that. And, um, yeah. And I, I think it's so amazing. So I have figured out that I, that I fold a towel four times <laughs> and put that underneath me. And then that will stop it from getting through to the bed. <laughs> Cause like one measly layer, like obviously not if you dump a cup of liquid on it, but so I have to like fold this towel into like a, a like brick basically <laughs> and put it under me to, to stop it from getting the bed. But <laughs> So how describe the feeling then after you've squirted mm -hmm. that many times and like you were saying that your yoni feels like it wants to keep going mm -hmm. um and how do you feel after that I mean um I feel like hmm, like almost a sense of inner peace and and this like deep satisfaction and and even more openness like i feel hmm, it's it's kind of like after a great orgasm where you feel blissful and and peaceful and pleasant and um yeah satisfied as well as open like after that like i'll even like be wanting to have sex with my partner um, like penetrative sex with him. And it's, it's like a post-orgasm glow, I guess. And it's, it feels like also it feels, it feels like self-care is what it feels like. It feels like where, you know, maybe some woman goes and gets a pedicure and she feels really good after that. Like, oh, I just took care of myself. For me, it's kind of like that feeling after squirting. Like, I'm like, oh, like I really did this for me. I, I'm now feeling like so much more, you know, peace and harmony and pleasure and satisfaction because this is time that I used for me. And um, yeah, so I would say it feels like a form of self-care and it's super arousing. So <laughs> it feels amazing after. And I would say that I feel aroused and just peaceful and loving. So you walk around afterward feeling more aroused as well, like you're in this sensual, mm -hmm. exotic, erotic Absolutely. type place. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like it's like such a deep form of connection with my pussy. Like I am connecting with her. She is releasing her waters like for me. And that, yeah. And also it feels like she, she I'm trying to describe the feeling that I get from her. It's like a gratitude like she almost expresses this gratitude or it feels like she is grateful for, for, for having that time for me, putting that time into her because it's what she deserves and it's time that should be put to her. So I feel like then she blossoms with that. And I do feel, I feel like a, like a sensual goddess walking around after that. Um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Um, how are we doing for time we're good how yeah, much longer I, would you say probably I can do like 15 more minutes okay great um 
What would you say to any of the naysayers? Like there's still hmm. a surprisingly large contingent of people yeah. who believe that female squirting is just urine or, you know, or it's. <laughs> <a man. laughs> yeah. What would you say to those um, inexperienced people? I mean, it's bullshit. Like it's bullshit. I feel like it's like, I remember you reposted something on Instagram of someone who who shared a post that like not all women can orgasm like it's a lie that's just a lie and all women can orgasm obviously obviously um do you have to be open yes also do you need to be treating your body in a way that's respectful and that feels good to it yes if you're not doing those things no you won't orgasm just like with squirting you have to take time you have to be invested in getting to know yourself. You have to really care about your body and not force it to get there, but just allow it to happen. And if you're not doing that, it won't like, or maybe it will. I don't know. Magic happens. But I think, yeah, it's bullshit. Like women squirt. I squirt. Women, like it just is what it is. And I also think I agree with you that in the whole every woman can because every woman can. I, there's no, there's literally nothing special about me that enabled me to squirt while someone else can't. I had never squirted. I squirted one time completely by accident. I was very confused. I was like, is this pee? And it's not. You can, I mean, I think it's like my partner likes to watch me squirt. And I think the first couple of times he was like, you know, investigating. <laughs> He's like, so what is this? Like, what? I think he like, might have even smelled it. Like, I don't know. Like, and he's like, oh yeah, that's like, like it almost, like it smells like cum. It, like, it's not pee. It smells like cum. And you can go pee beforehand and then make yourself squirt if you're really skeptical. But yeah, I think that's all bullshit. And I think also how unfortunate that it is commonplace for people who can't do something or not that, no, sorry, everyone can for people who haven't done something yet to say that other people can't to say that just because I haven't done something, you can't do something. And just none of us. Pause for one sec. I've got a siren. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear it? I actually can't. I can't, I can't tell sometimes what the mic's going to pick up and not pick yeah. up. So I usually, I'm not used to dialing, dealing with sirens in the right. back. I usually know where I live or hang out yeah. much. New sirens. York is uncomfortable for me, so I'm sure it's uncomfortable for you. Yeah, I haven't been here in a long time, and I've I don't I don't yeah. Anyway, okay, sorry. Can you pick that up again? Yes. From um. Yeah. People? Also. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, how unfortunate it is that people who haven't experienced something yet because everyone can experience it. So you just haven't placed that limit upon other people. Like saying, just because I haven't done something means that you can't do something or that it's not possible for some reason, which I think is sad and just displays how limited thinking often is. And I think that it would be better if we all support each other in pursuing these endeavors because they are possible for all of us. And women can squirt, should be able to. And I think that anyone who wants to should be encouraged instead of told that they can't. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so what would you say to how, so you've had this whole sexual awakening and blossoming and outpouring. How would you say that you fuck your partner into oblivion? So what, how does he, after you've, you know, just out like Sean in yourself, what's the impact on him? I mean, he's mind blown. Like he, he, I, I think one thing he said to me, which I'm remembering now was like, he was like, you were good in bed before. And he was like, and now you're so much better. <laughs> and um, yeah, which to me is like, perfect. That's true or right? whatever. That's a good compliment. But yeah, I mean, I think I feel like I blow his mind. He feels like I blow his mind and I hope to. He deserves it. We all deserve it. And I hope that like, A, the ways that I can take care of him like take care of his cock and worship his cock and give his cock the love and attention and care that it deserves. I hope that that serves him. And I know it does. He's like obsessed with it. Like when I give him his lingam massages, he's like, they're his favorite thing on the planet. And then also I know that just by me being more in myself and me having more so much more sensation in my vagina like going from a cock not really being pleasurable even hurting like half the time to having so much like being able to feel my whole pussy and have it be receptive and ready and juicy and flowing and you know like engorged and all of this because of me because that's how my body is now obviously like that is amazing for him. Like he feels that difference. He feels how, what I am, how aroused I am, how much I'm enjoying it. Also how much I'm enjoying, like having a cock deep inside of me. And that I think also blows his mind. Like he loves it. He's obsessed with it, (laughs) which yeah, I love. So how do you notice the shift in yourself in your everyday life, like pre these shifts or pre these, like this evolution and now? Yeah. Um, I would say I'm a better person. (laughs) Um, I think that I interact with the world differently when I am well fucked and when I'm not. And I even notice it on a day-to-day basis. Like if, if I am not a, like giving myself, the love and attention I deserve or be not having like mind blowing sex for a couple days or whatnot. I, I notice the difference. Like I am more irritable. Uh, my temper is shorter. All of these things that also were more common before. I feel like having mind blowing sex and like getting fucked deep and hard enables me to show up as a kinder more patient, more loving, more open person with the rest of the world. Um, And I feel like that benefits me in all aspects, like that benefits me in my job, in my relationship. And so I view these things as essential. I view them as things that I need to happen because if they don't happen, then I'm not going to be my best self and I'm not going to be the 
person I want to be, the best version I want to be. So I need to get fucked. Like I need to get fucked regularly and it needs to be deeply satisfying and I need to take care of my partner. I need to take care of myself. He needs to do the same. And I think, I think it's essential. Like I said in the beginning, I think it's like, you know, like food, air and sex. Like I think it's one of our basic needs that helps us and me to show up in the world in a much better way. And I feel um, so much more feminine and like powerful as well. I feel, yeah, more power from my like feminine core and core as a woman, which is like my pussy. So I feel that power in my life, more empowered to make decisions or to allow things in or to hold boundaries. Um, Yeah, I would think all of that emanates and stems from these sexual practices. Beautiful. And tell me about being able to give your partner a vaginal hand job. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so also again, like he's obsessed. Like my partner is like obsessed with my pussy now, um, which like someone should be obsessed with all our pussies. I think exactly. I was going to say, as like, it should be, all yeah. is right in the world. <laughs> so um, yeah, from doing like the Jade A work and everything, I a, got so much more in touch with my pussy and with the musculature and just her as like a, a being that can move around. And yeah, I mean, I, he, even before I think we had that terminology, he was saying that like, it was like, it's like a thousand hands giving him a hand job or something at like the same time when I choose my pussy on him and I love being able to do that it it feels like a secret weapon and I can see it in him too where I'll like we'll be having sex and then I'll be like flexing my pussy or like squeezing different sections and whatnot and I can see it in his face and in his noises and like everything it just drives him crazy and it's like usually then that he needs to take a break and like take some deep breaths (laughs) because it makes him want to orgasm from just my pussy like tightening and releasing and touching his cock which I I love that to me that feels amazing to be able to do and that also feels powerful and it feels healthy like our pussy is a muscle. And so I think a healthy pussy should be able to move. We should be able to control it just like we should be with any other muscle on our body. So yeah, I think it's, it's so positive and I love it. And my partner like just loves it (laughs) almost a little too much, but (laughs) I think it's a really important point too, because people think about, and especially women think of their yonis as being really passive entities, right? Like they Mm -hmm. lie there and they take it versus this, um, it can squeeze and pulse and like we say, play the flute, right? And that's it in its element, doing what it's meant to do, having this conscious palpation, right? And musculature in it that articulates and, you know, gives you pleasure and gives your partner pleasure. And that's a different, a fully different idea. And I think psychologically that, and that's what I've heard you talk about 
comes through with what you're saying is how that feels and empowers you in this way. You have this entity that you are in control of, but it's <laughs> creating so much pleasure and power within your immediate and outer universe. Absolutely. Like you're an active participant. And that for me is so important. And I feel like in the past, like sexual encounters, I was passive. Like I was just there. I was just taking it. I was just having him. He was going to go down on me. Then he was going to fuck me, like whatever he was going to do. Whereas now, and I talk about this with my partner as well, that if I'm passive for too long, I don't like it. Like it's, I don't like it. Like I need to get up. I need to move around. I need to do something. I need to like, you know, be on his cock, like all of these things to be an active participant, to be using my body and be in control of that and be contributing to this energy that we are alchemizing and building together. It's not just him putting energy into me or whoever putting energy into me where I just take it. That's not it. It's us putting energy into each other and us both taking it so that we can create something new together. So beautiful. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to add? Do you think we haven't covered yet? Um, I guess I would like to like remind people that it's not like all at once. It's not all or nothing. And that it's not, you don't wake up one day and then all of a sudden you can squirt and your pussy is sleek and toned and you feel connected and she starts communicating with you. And I think that it's easy for people to look at things and look at people, even me and like, be like, Oh, well, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I'm just not like that. Or that's too far away. And again, I think that's bullshit. I think it, that's an excuse to not try something, to not, get started on something because like, like I know people have said this before, but there's nothing different between me and anybody else. I had no extra skill, no, like, I don't know. I didn't wake up having these experiences. I didn't enter the sexual world this way. I had different types of sex and like less good sex for years and years and years. There's no difference. And I think that that is important because it can seem far away. It can seem hard to get to, but it is, it's the, it's the, it's taking the initiative and committing to one thing at a time. Like, okay, well, I'm going to start loving my vagina. Like I'm going to start looking at her. I'm going to start building a relationship with her, or I'm going to give her a massage. And it's these little things, or I'm going to do the egg once, whatever, but it's the little things that make changes over time. And I think that it's just so important to, to put one domino down, to put one domino down and start doing things because as your body begins to wake up and you begin to wake up, you don't want to turn around. Like you're not going to go back to having shitty sex after you have mind blowing sex. It's not going to happen. You're not going to want to do that. So I think that just doing just one thing, knowing that you can also, knowing that you can, knowing that all these things are achievable and reachable for anyone and everyone. And I, like, I'm still working on plenty of things. And also my life has been already changed. And I know that there's more change to come, 
But I think that it's so important to just take that first domino and, and put it down and then just like see what happens instead of allowing the fear or intimidation of how hard it seems or how much there seems to be to stop someone. I think taking one thing and doing it and I would suggest a yoni massage, but. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I love it, Mara. Thank you so much for sharing with this. And sounds like you cultivated an epic super pussy. <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> There are some epic quotes in that interview. So to recap, how do you get there? How do you unlock that insatiability within yourself, within a woman? Number one, know thyself. Touching, exploring, self-pleasuring, getting to know your own vagina. Like Mara was saying, she had a very external orientation to her vagina. She saw it more as an object for men to interact with rather than herself. Once she claimed that part of her and she got to know it, she owned its power and its pleasure for her. Number two would be the yoni egg. One of the absolute best self-reconnaissance tools you can use is a jade yoni egg. It helps you to strengthen and awaken your vagina, increase sensation and your orgasmic potential, and it gives you a full acupressure treatment every time you use it because there's a whole range of acupressure points within your vagina. I recommend that all women use a jade egg on the regular. Outside of my vaginal kung fu salon you can purchase our yoni egg kit and salonette in the anami alchemia shop year-round and then when the vaginal kung fu salon opens in january you can apply part of the cost of the salonette towards the vkf salon Number three would be committing to sexual practices. Devote yourself to becoming a well-fucked woman. Like anything in life you need to master, you put in the time and the energy. And this is why I created my sexual savant salons to help and guide people through this process with step-by-step -step exercises to connect you to these parts of yourself that exist in every woman. Number four, removing interferences and distractions. Mara talked about using no lube, no vibrators, and no porn. Ultimately, if you want to unveil your true power within, you need to let go of all the things that slow you down. And even though these things might seem like they get you there faster in the moment, where they take you is very limited with a low ceiling. If you want to reach the promised land of the well-fucked woman, you release your crutches. For more on my no lube policy, you can check out the episode Toss Your Lubes. Number five would be having vaginal orgasms. A woman will never be well fucked if she's only having clitoral orgasms. I guarantee it. The clitoris is literally the tip of the iceberg. It is 90% of all the sexual power and pleasure a woman can experience is in her vagina. <laughs> the G-spot and especially cervical orgasms are essential good fuck medicine for all women. They are healing, cathartic, rejuvenating, transformative, and they bring her levels of ecstasy she might have previously only thought possible with psychedelics. Nah, you can go way farther, deeper, and wilder through your own vagina. 
Number six would be falling in love with cock and realizing its power to open you. The Sanskrit word for cock is lingam, which means wand of light. A good cock is medicinal. It opens, heals, illuminates, and alchemizes all of your dross into gold. Number seven, listening to your vagina. Says Mara, when my pussy is wet, she just gushes, gushes and gushes. It's amazing. It's her saying yes. Because Mara is not overriding her pussy's yeses and noes with lube, she can now clearly see and feel them. And when you listen to and honor a pussy, it gets very happy. It gushes and squirts all over the place. She's wet all the time and she ejaculates across the room. She says, because I feel it's such a deep form of connection with my pussy, I am connecting with her and she is releasing her waters for me. Number eight, last but certainly not least, would be vaginal hand jobs. Every pussy ought to be able to shoot ping pong balls and play the proverbial flute, which means to have so much skill and dexterity that you can grip your man's cock with your vagina as though it's your hand. You have that much articulation and control over it. Mara talked about being able to give a hand job to her partner with her vagina. Yes, this is in the domain of every well-fucked and alive vagina. Rather than being a passive recipient, it's an active, directive force to be reckoned with, just like the well-fucked woman is. My legendary Well-Fucked Woman Salon opens for registration at the end of June. This is my consummate guide to all things female sexuality and well-fuckedness. In this eight-week online program, we cover everything from self-pleasuring 101, my step-by-step routines, how to achieve the deeper vaginal orgasms, cervical, G-spot, and squirting, ditching your lubes, and finding all the wetness naturally from within, my cock whisperer guides to the ultimate hand jobs, blow jobs, deep throating, and tapping into your cock love genius, and much, much more. You can sign up to be notified when the salon opens for registration as well as receive my free preview video series for the well-fucked woman and take the quiz are you under fucked at kimonami.com look for sexual savant salons and then click on the well-fucked woman Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.